Amazon late delivery, you know. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get this. All right, so 21 questions. If this is your first time ever joining us, this is the Sit Downs Insta Live platform. Uh, where we get guests from all type of industries, whether it's entertainment, um, whether it's music, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether it's TV. Um, and our aim here is to un tell the untold stories. We're going behind the scenes to learn a bit more about the ups and the downs of their journey. And today we have an amazing gentleman um, who I'm just so honored to be able to interview. Um, so you're on time. I don't want to waste your time. I want to honor that time. Make sure you are following the Sit Down UK um, for all our interviews and afterwards go click the, click the link in the bio all right we've got loads and loads of episodes that you you can really delve into and hear the conversation that we've been talking about so after this click the link in the bio watch it on youtube listen to it on spotify apple whatever you want to do but dive into it because we've got some amazing conversations but without further ado i'm going to invite the man of the moment and um, let's not waste your time let's invite Raf. How are you doing, bro? Yes, my brother. Thank you for having me, man. I'm blessed. Oh, How are you? I am good, man. I'm, I've got you here. So that I'm blessed. I'm more than blessed, bro. Um, so hold a sec. Let me get this light and cool. You can hear me cool. You can hear me and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear yeah. you. Nice, nice, bro. So good to have you, man. First off, again, congrats. <laughs> congrats. I watched that show back to back to back. And um, I remember watching the last episode and thinking... Give Graf, give it to Graf, man. Give it to him, give it to him. And then when it happened, I was shouting, man, was screaming in my, in my living room. So That's congratulations, good. man. Um, how's your day been? How's it been since winning? Um, it's been very jam-packed interview, <laughs> emails, uh, a lot of love. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's been good, man. I'm, I'm adjusting to it. Oh, okay. What, what's there to adjust to? I think just like obviously going out on the street now, um, a lot more people know me. Yes. Yeah. So more people want photos, they want to speak to me now. And um, everything's a lot more fast paced in terms of my schedule. Yeah. yeah. Doing now. So, yeah. Are you enjoying it though? Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, that's why I'm adjusting and just taking it easy because yeah, it is a lot to, to deal with. Mad, mad. Well, thank you for taking my email my messages i was hounding you <laughs> but i really wanted to um i wanted to really really want to unpack your story because i really resonated with it and i'm really connected with you as a person and uh, we'll get into it but when you was on the roof and those tears were coming a lot of us across the uk we connected with that passion connected with that desire not for you to just change your life but your family's life and, mm. and i really wanted to kind of unpack that so thank you thank you so much um guys if you're just joining us this is 21 questions with graft um and if you want to get involved obviously there's a question section at the bottom pop your question in there uh, and we'll attend to that as we go along make sure you follow the sit down uk for all our interviews and after this make sure you click the link in the bio watch the youtube series all right cool Without further ado, bro, my guy, my you guy. have um, 21 questions or more, but you've got one pass card. Okay. So, so you have the option to not answer a question. Hopefully you'll answer all the questions, but 
if you don't want to, you've got one past cut. Um, but we're going to start off light. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I'm we're going to start you off light and we're going to do our quick fire round. So let me get that up for you. So quick fire round is basically you answering any, all these questions that we have for you, but they are quick fire. As they come to your mind, just answer them uh, and we'll go through it. All right. Are you, are you, are you going to uh, ask the questions, yeah? I'm going to ask the questions, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, so the first one is, when do you feel the most confident? On stage. On stage, okay. Live so performances. How are you before that, immediately before that? Bit nervous. Yeah. But I'm also excited to perform and, and, yeah. and be in the moment. Yeah, love that, mm. love that. Um, who is your favourite UK lyricist? Favourite UK lyricist? I would have to say Santandev. Okay. Do you have a favourite line of his? Um, in fact, you know what, yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with pot of paper. I changed oh, my Oh, OK. That's, my, that's, that's my, one of my favourites there. Why, why pot of paper? Because I've been listening to Potter from young and yeah. I really appreciate his journey and his lyrics resonate with me. They've helped me get through certain times in my life. So Trust. Potter for sure. Do you have a favourite line of Potter's? Um, it's on his SBTV warm-up session. Don't tell me it's going to be the same. Are you going to say the same lyric I'm thinking? Maybe. So? I, think, I think it's fake man wanna smile, set it down to ride. Mm. Say, man, wanna fuck my wife. Okay, like, okay. It's, yeah, real. Bar. Yeah, yeah. I love that bar. Mine is um, don't act like road something that you're built for, because you, you could die for something you wouldn't kill for. Built for yeah, <laughs> part of the hardest man. <laughs> we got part of paper, man. One day we'll hopefully we'll get you on this. Um, all right, next question. And what's the biggest misconception about graft? Biggest misconception. I'd say the biggest misconception is, I'd say based off the rap game, right, I came across very positive. Oh, okay. And that's something that I want to portray because I feel like it's important, especially in the world that we live in today. But I'm not always that positive because I go through my own trauma yeah. and, my own, um, and my own challenges. Yeah. I think the reason why I do put up put out that energy is because within me i'm not really feeling all of that positive i'm just oh. i'm just trying to push that out there because i know that's what's needed but same time i want to feel like that Man. but but deep down i'm not always feeling like that you get me like yeah i'm not always feeling like that i'm a human being so yeah 100 yeah man i so, love that that's beautiful because that you know watching you from the outside you would assume that yeah 100% you're maybe positive all the time. But when I was looking at your videos from the past, I was looking at your SBTV and so your um, Grime Daily videos and your freestyles, I could hear the pain and I could hear the struggle and I, could, and I thought, wow, he's really come from that, pushed through and been positive. But there were times when I could see that there was still that anger in you and you kind of still carry that. So it's interesting that you say that. I love that, I love that. Um, what's the greatest piece of advice you've ever received? Greatest piece of advice you've ever received? The greatest piece of advice um, that comes to my mind now 
was from uh, Crept during oh. the rap game when we had the sit down on the one to one. Yeah, I feel yeah. like what he said there was this thing he said. He he said the way you conduct yourself and treat people, whether it's the person at the highest level or yeah. even at the lowest level, treat them all the same because yeah. you never know when you're going to need them and the person at the bottom they're going to rise up and elevate and they they they'll be able to help you at one point in your life so treat 100%. everybody the same 100% i remember there was an event i was doing like we do this event before lockdown happened we do a live event and i needed a mic like mm. all the mics in that venue had were rubbish i needed a mic mm. and i called my friend and said yo can you get me some mics asap and he yeah. said, don't worry, I've got you. He called me back and said, now, the guy wants to give you the mics, but he doesn't know you. Mm. Um, so he's going to have to charge you. I said, whatever. So we went to meet him. And as he came round the side of the lorry, he said, oh, my gosh, it's you. I said, what? It's you. When you used to do performance, I used, I used to do music. So when you used to do music at the, all these performances, I was the technician. Mm. I was the sound engineer and you would always say, oh, can you turn up, please? Oh, could you turn down the bass, please? And he said, I always remember that. And I was wow. like, so he said, you know what? I'm not going to charge you. I'm not going to charge you. So it's just like you said, like you do not know um, where anybody will be in a position in life. So you've got to just treat everybody with love, to, man. With trust love. me, have manners for real. Exactly. Um, Finish this sentence. If I won eight million pounds today, I would save seven, <laughs> invest one. <laughs> I love it. Save seven, invest one. Love that. Love that. You wouldn't splash any on yourself. Eventually. Eventually. But I feel like it's it's more important for me to be able to keep that money ticking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just having it, I want to be make, making more, flipping it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of my progress in life. Mm. I feel like I've been in a lot of different situations from football, for instance. Had mm. a lot of ups and downs in football and then still being able to push through and make things happen mm -hmm. but then at the same time being able to transition from football to music music and yeah. see my career um yeah. going really well and i just feel i'm proud of myself because a lot of the time i've i've manifested things from a young age and, and dreamed of things and i mm. can slowly see that coming together yeah so yeah love I'd it say just my life generally i'm proud yeah. of um, what's the first thing you'll do after? What's the first thing you will do after COVID is done and finished? I feel like yeah. I actually I want to go. I want to party. Yeah. <laughs> I want to party still. Um, <laughs> I'm not really that party type of guy. I don't go to much clubs or anything. But I feel like just to celebrate. Yeah. You know yeah. the rap game and, and everything. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I hope my invite is in the post. Okay. Next one. Uh, what day would you love to relive, like top to bottom? I'd like to relive. Um... Oh, that's a good question, man. I'll probably say my, my 19th birthday. Okay, why? I just had a really good night. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had Where'd a really you... good night, man. I went Where'd, out what did you all do? weekend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All weekend, so I had a good time. Oh, nice, nice. Last question. This is your only, and we, we're just touching the surface. This is just quick fire. Um, what's, the, what's your biggest life lesson so far, thus far? That things you think, so your thoughts and your emotions, um, they actually don't stand for much because everything is constantly changing. So you can, you can believe something and then randomly life will just change what you've always thought. And then mm. it kind of just makes me think like everything you think and feel it's only in the moment. It doesn't really represent long term. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah everything, everything's forever changing. Mm. And mm. you've got to adapt and move with it. Yeah. 100%. All right. That was just quick fire. That's light work. You did that. You had, you had the questions. You had the answers on fire. Ready, ready, ready. Um, big up everyone that's joined us. Um, this is the sit down. It's 21 questions with Graft, um, an amazing gentleman. And we're just going to unpack his story. I'm your host, Icy. Uh, make sure you follow the Sit Down UK and click the link in the bio. We've got thousands more um, episodes and videos you can check out on the YouTube. All right, cool. Big up the questions coming in. We have 23 questions. <laughs> We're not going to go through all of them, so I'll pick some when we do audience questions. All right, so one thing I love about you and I really, the reason I really wanted to get you on was because you represent you talked about it in the beginning, but you represent that desire to present something different. And even in that quote that I put up there, let me put it back up. Um, when I listen to people these days, it's just the same stuff. Uh, but you want to hear, you want people to hear something different. And I love that kind of mentality of bringing something different. And you did that in the rap game, even right. with the the situation when you were doing the the girl song, and and Miss Banks was saying that you know what. I would want to hear this. And I was like, yes, finally. Um, so I wanted to kind of look at, in your childhood, what were some of the, the, the happiest moments? Um, I feel like in my childhood, some of the happiest moments were just being a child. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is when you're young, you don't really have any responsibilities. You don't have a care in the world, but to have fun, <laughs> have fun. enjoy yourself. Care, and, carefree. Um, you carefree, so I feel like my whole childhood experience um, was one of the best times in my life, man, just growing up. Yeah. 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 What about one of the saddest times? What was one of the saddest memories you can recall? Probably say one of my saddest memories is when my grandma died mm. when, I was, when I was five because mm. um, I had a really good relationship with her. And although I was young when she passed away, I still remember a lot about her. Mm. So that was, that was very sad when she passed away, but God bless my grandma, man. God bless her. At, at five years old, how did you, or even did you process it? Yeah, um, from when, when, when she did pass away, and then as I was growing up, I still used to remember the time just before she passed away because mm -hmm. I was in the hospital okay. when, when she passed away. So I used, to, I used to have dreams about that. Like they were very vivid and um, at the time I probably never processed, processed it, but as I got older, I did <laughs> even more. Yeah. Mm. And where, what was it that you feel that she gave you as a, as a young man? A lot of love and support. Um, mm. She believed in me. She only wanted the best for me. 
and just that just that caring nature <laughs> you know even just that experience that for five years of my life wow. it's still very um i can remember it you know what i'm saying so mm. it is that i'll say it touched you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Is that where you would say you got a lot of your confidence? Because I mean, even on the rap game, you were, not even just on the rap game, I've watched videos of you in the past and your presentation is very sure and firm. I'm, I'm good at this, I'm going to kill it. And I remember even, you know, even after Conan said, you know, about being on the pitch, um, yeah, you were still a hundred that didn't really knock you it just propelled you so i want to know yeah where does that confidence come from the confidence definitely comes from just believing in myself because i know in this world if you don't believe in yourself then no one will hmm. and i've been through situations where i've only got me to rely on hmm. and i've and only i can overcome the hurdle alone so because I've been in many situations like that in the past, mm. for for instance, for Conan saying, oh, I'm on the bench, it's like, <laughs> boy, I've, I've been in worse situations, so I'm just going to show you my character. 100%, yeah. So yeah. definitely, yeah, the situations that have built my character over the year, um, the years, sorry, definitely mm. helps with how confident I am in mm. myself. Are there moments where, where you doubt yourself? 100%. I doubt myself a lot of the time, man. Um, even when I'm still feeling very confident, um, if I'm truly honest with myself, there is, there is still that, that feeling of self-doubt sometimes. Because at the end of the day, I'm a human being. I'm not perfect. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the self-belief is more powerful. So it, over, it overcomes the self-doubt. Yeah, yeah. I love mm. that, man. I love that. Mm. Um, coming from Leeds, you know, and a lot of your music, uh, you do talk about your environment and where you've kind of come from. And one of the hardest things for young black males on council estates or, or in those environments is to escape, but to still be in that environment, to escape that environment, but still be in that environment. I wanted to ask you how you kind of steered clear, you know, you might have dabbled in it, but how did you not let it engulf you totally? How did you make it out? What was your escape route? my mindset mm, so a lot wow. of people when a lot of people yeah when they're in that type of environment and they make certain decisions a lot of the time they say they're a product of their environment and i understand that but i'm a product of my environment too what i mean by that is they think a certain way and they've made certain decisions I think a certain way and I've made certain decisions Yeah, yeah. So I'm just as much as a product of my environment as them. I've just yeah. gone about things in a different way. Yeah. And the main, the main, the main reason, yeah, why I didn't get caught up in certain things is because of my dreams and wow. everything that I've dreamed about from a young age. I'm very goal driven and motivated by changing my life and my family's life. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can do that, is if I make the right decisions. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the goal, it's the, it's, it's the mindset. Yeah. It's the mindset. I love, bro, I love to hear you talk like this, man. When you were talking on a rap game, you would, there'll be certain times they would ask you questions and the way you would respond would give insight into this mindset that you're talking about. 
and I love it because it sets you, it naturally just sets you apart, not just musically, but just as a person. And I think a lot of us that were watching you um, were rooting for you because you had taken this path. You had said that, you know, I don't want to become a statistic. I don't want to become uh, a product of my environment in that way. I want to do something different. And we stood up and said, yeah, we want to support that. You know, we want to support that. So I commend you, man. Um, tell me about the power of mum love. The power of mum love. Because you and your mum, you just, you just look intertwined, you know. And, you, could, you know, I could hear in your voice towards the end on, of the show um, how much it meant to you for you to, you know, change her life and your family's life. Tell me about you and your mum's relationship and how, how that's special to you. Yeah, my mum, she's my queen. Um, I'm her only son, so I'm I'm a, I'm a mummy's boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, growing up, had a kind of rocky relationship with my mum um, during my you know earlier teenage years, and that was quite negative. It wasn't the best. The relationship I had with my mum then very turbulent, and then as I got older. I became more understanding of certain things and started to consider a lot more instead of just thinking about myself. Wow. Wow. Maturing allowed me to develop a better relationship with my mum. Wow. And coming from that rocky stage to then it becoming a lot better makes me appreciate the relationship with my mum a lot more. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So seeing it at the low point to where it is now, I appreciate that. Yeah. And like I said, I'm very goal-driven and a lot of the, the drive behind it is my mum because I want I want to change a life. Like I'm not here, I'm not gonna be here forever. So I feel like it's just important for me to make the most of my time here yeah. and everything that I, I dream of, I need to acquire that. To help my mum, so she never has to work again. She's been working for too long, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got yeah. to change life, man. I love that. I love that. What were some of the things that in that maturation in that maturation process? What were some of the things that you saw um, from stepping in your mother's shoes? What were some of the things that you saw that? Oh, okay. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I can see it from a different angle. What things? What things did you see that you had to step in her shoes and realize? I feel like, you know, when you're young, well, for me, I, I relate to myself. Um, a lot of the time, I used to think, oh, everything's about me. Mm. What I think is right. Um, I'm just focused on myself. And I feel like that's a very selfish way of looking at things, but it's an immature way of looking at it. And that's the whole point of growing up. Mm -hmm. So when I became a lot more mature as I was, I was growing up, I started to consider all the hard work that my mum was doing just to pay the bills mm. and understanding like, all right, cool. My mum's stressed for that reason. She's working really hard. She's yeah. not just putting the blame on me or she's just <laughs> angry at me. She's yeah. angry for certain reasons because mm. she's working hard. The, the bills are piling up. She's got yeah. a lot on her plate. So when I started to consider more of those things, it's like I'm, I'm more compassionate instead of just being selfish and thinking everything is about me mm. but then i started to think more about my mum and how she's thinking the things she's got to deal with and then from that point on like 
I've never had an argument with my mum again. Mm. And I doubt I ever will because mm. I just understand it now. Mm. Love it, man. I think that is, uh, that is a place that a lot of people are trying to get to with their relationship with their parents, where it is a place of understanding, like truly understand. I've got a daughter and mm. she's, she's about one and a half years old. So only now having a daughter am I seeing some of the footsteps that my parents must have walked through, some of the stresses in their mind that they may have carried, and I would never, ever know. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to go back and ask those questions. Like, what were the things that you went through? What were the struggles that you experienced? Because like you said, that brings compassion. Uh, it brings understanding, and it gives context to the decisions, you know, that they made. So... Yeah, I, I love that. I love that you mentioned that. Um, how does your relationship with your mum speak to how you would like to be as a parent if you would like to have children? For me, um, my relationship with my mum, growing up, there was a, quite a, a bit of misunderstanding between myself and my mum. Mm. And... Growing up, I'm aware of certain challenges a young a young child, even just a young black man or a boy can face. Mm. And I feel like when I have kids, because I've gone through certain things and gone through certain challenges with my mum and, and my dad too, um, my approach will be a lot different. I'll be more aware of certain things. So then the way that I parent my kids, mm. what I feel like, I might have been missing when I was growing up or what I feel like could have been in, uh, there a lot more. That's what I'll give to my kids as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell me about, you touched on that. Tell me about what was your relationship like with your father? My relationship with my dad has been very up and down over the years. Um, he was there for me a lot when my mum and dad were married and they were together. And he did, he, he did the most for me growing up as a young kid. Like, um, I can only thank him for that. But then as I got older, my mum and dad split up. Um, we stayed in contact a lot. We, I went to see him a lot. Like, he was there for me, but it became a lot more distant as time went on. And with my dad, he's very old-fashioned. So when I was pursuing football, he was more happy with that because that's an industry that he has knowledge of. Whereas when I transitioned from football to music, oh boy. He, 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 didn't, he didn't really like that. And he was still living in the past because of that transition. So the relationship has been up and down, especially as I've got older. But mm -hmm. I got a lot of love for my dad. We stay in contact and he's supportive of me, okay. to say the least. How, how important, if important, is, um, how important is, is a father's role in a, in a young male's, a young man's life, would you say? I think it's very important because as a young man, you're looking for that father figure. And there's been times in my life where my dad hasn't been there for me, just like many other kids. Um, and I felt like something was lacking and I always felt like it would have been great if my dad was there to support me through certain things. Okay. Okay. 
And I feel like just as a man, like you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge to share with your son and to help them grow, it's important to share that knowledge too. So I feel like it's very important. Yeah. yeah. You're speaking facts today, man. You're speaking facts today. Um, guys, welcome if you've just joined us. This is 21 Questions with Graft. Um, the top, topper, topper, topper winner of the Rap Game UK 2020. Um, and we've just been talking about his childhood so far and he's, the way that he has grown up has shaped him to be a man of purpose, a man of vision, ambition uh, that has helped him become a product of his environment in a different way. Yeah, a different way. Um, so I want to transition into the foundation which you had, which was in football. And I want to ask, um, there was a quote that you actually said in the interview. You said, when people say, <laughs> this, quote, this quote is funny when I read it. It says, when people say, do you want to be a musician or a footballer? I always say football 100%. But who, <laughs> know, but who knows what will happen in the future? Tell Mad. me about your, your love for football and where that kind of came from. Yeah, so my love for football came from um, a very young age, my parents put me into like a football club from, I can't even remember, maybe like <laughs> five, five, six years old, I've been Jeez. playing football. So I've always had a love for it and enjoyed it. And growing up and watching footballers on TV, it's like, I think that's a lot of young boys um, mm, go dream. from yeah. a dream because that's kind of like the first the first thing you watch on TV after all the cartoons and all of that. <laughs> yeah. And um, from that point on, like watching players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, Brazilian Ronaldo, it's like those type of figures were inspiring to me. Mm. And from a young age, it's like, how can I put it? You kind of look, when you see certain people in, in positions, um, you're very, you, you can be very influenced from a young age quickly. So when I was seeing these footballers performing at such a high level, I wanted to be like them. Yeah. So seeing that, I was motivated to do what they was doing. And I feel like that's where a lot of the motivation came from yeah. for me to follow my dreams in football yeah. at the time. And football, though it seems so easy, it does take a lot of discipline. Uh, it does take yeah. a lot of commitment. Um, what were some of the lessons that you learned in coming up in football? And, and then eventually you played for, uh, you were a central defender for Rotterdam, is that how you say it? Rotherham. Rotherham. Um, yeah, so tell me, yeah, what were some of the, the, the lessons you learned in discipline and commitment to even get to that level? Um, I feel like throughout my career, you know when you're in the football industry, right, it, it's, it's a lot of... Um, a lot of the game is mental. It's, okay. like, it's, not, it's not just about the physical aspect. It's a lot of um, discipline, um, character building, attitude, and mental preparation towards games, training, after games. Yeah. It's a very serious industry. And for me, a lot of the things that I learned was like practicing so much, training, working on your craft, um, believing in yourself because if you're going onto that field and you don't believe in yourself like boy mm. you, you, your opponent's going to get the better of you yeah. all the time so you have to be confident in yourself and then at the same time 
it takes a lot of hard work. You have to go the extra mile to be better than your fellow teammates and, and your opponents. So from all of those things that I learned from a young age and playing in those pro clubs from a young age, it helped me to then transfer those skills into music. Yeah. And because it's, it's quite similar, football and music, it's a very competitive industry. It's, 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 it's more or less the same. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. Love it. Um, and when you were at Rotherham, you did say that work, things weren't going so well for you at the club. What was it that was, what was it that just wasn't working for you? I feel like, is that what I said at Rotherham? Mm. Or was that, was it that, was that not Leeds? Was it Leeds? Okay, it was Leeds, Leeds was the last place you was at, wasn't it? No, Rotherham was. Rotherham was the last one, yeah. Yeah, in that interview you said that things weren't going well, so maybe oh, it was cool. that Leeds. <laughs> Cool. Well, where, whichever club I was at, right, mm. um, what I mean by things weren't going that well is probably I could feel like I'm, I wasn't going to get a professional um, contract. Wow. At Leeds, at Leeds, I felt like that. Um, so ultimately, I could kind of see like my, my goals in football, they weren't really, I could see that it might have not happened. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen in a way. Mm. And then that's when I thought, you know what, let me just pursue music because that's going really well. Mm -hmm. My football career was like, like that and my music career was just going like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I just put a lot more of my focus into, into music. Yeah. Was there a point where you made like the full transition and you just said, you know what, this is my last training session I'm coming to, this is my last match, I'm just going to do football, um, I'm just going to do music? No, because... Even when I changed my focus from football to music, I was still playing football as a hobby because I enjoyed it. Mm. So I was still playing football, not at the same level, but then more of my focus was on music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was it. Love it. Um, is there, there was some question I had with football. Um, <laughs> as a pro, when going pro, there are so many like, uh, temptations and so many avenues you can go down whereby it's a short-term career you can be on a high and you finish that career you can be on a low there's the gambling there's the women did you again have to dodge going down, down those avenues as you went through football um yeah i feel like when you're in the football industry yeah there's a lot of those type of things that do come up in the changing room like the gambling obviously the women the attention and, and the clubbing mm. but for me um i was just more focused on making things happen for myself yeah um very goal driven at the time and still now and obviously i like to have I, I did have my fun you know i did things that were fun and enjoyable but i never overstepped any boundaries mm. because i've always been quite a disciplined well very disciplined as a, as a young boy growing up and even now mm. i always know where I want to be and where I'm heading. So that self-discipline helped me stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Love that, man. Love that. This, this mindset keeps popping up and the power of that mindset to, to really shape where you're going because it looks like you could have turned left at so many points, but the mindset kept you in check and your ambition and your dreams and your desire said, no, that's not for me. I've got to go here because if I keep going here, 
I can reach here and look where you are now. So amazing, bro. Um, let's jump onto the music. Um, guys, big up to everyone that's left a question. We're going to answer those questions. There's 28 of them. We're not going to answer all 28, so we're going to pick some. Um, but yeah, if you do have a question, just drop it at the bottom of the screen um, and we'll log that. Cool. Um, I'm going to read that quote. It says on the top there again, when I listen to music these days, it's just the same stuff, the same message. I know there are so many more people who want to hear a different thing. Um, I really subscribe to that as well. I really, really, really believe it as well. I believe that there is the crud and the madness of the roads that people love to hear. But I feel there are people who are seeking more from music. There are people that do want to hear something that's going to uplift them. They do want to hear something that's going to better them. But why do you think that is not as popular or as widespread like in the industry? Um, I feel like the reason behind that, first of all, yeah, you see, you see the music where people are just speaking about their reality. And if that involves crud, then that's perfectly fine. Cause that's what, that's, that's someone's reality and they're, yeah. they're rapping about that. So yeah. that's fine. I, I respect that. I appreciate that. And I like a lot of that type of music. Like that's, what's very prominent within the scene. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I don't like that type of music. Yeah. Um, the reason why I think it's not promoted in the industry, you know, more of the conscious or the positive message is because I might have to go a bit deep on him quickly. It's not, it's not the agenda that the people in charge of the labels want to promote. Because at the end of the day, when you're promoting violence, it then results in more violence. When you're promoting certain, a certain way of life, um, cars, women, the fast life, designer clothes everybody else wants that do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying for people that are locked in now like if you think about the music that you see and what's promoting the most it's all the same stuff mm -hmm. it's nothing different like everyone dresses the same everyone has the same type of music videos and everyone's rapping about the same thing and that's all you see promoted all over the industry mm -hmm. and when you when you take a step back and you think about that, there's a reason for why they're promoting all of that. It's like a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So it's the agenda that they want to promote, but you can see artists like Kendrick and J. Cole that boy, you don't even need the industry to be promoting you because you can make your own you can make your own sound waves mm -hmm. and do the music you wanna put out mm -hmm. and the masses will follow you. Is that something that you hope to do with your, your lane? Because coming into it, you are coming with that, um, that different voice. Um, do you feel there is a place for that? For, for, for me? Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't be do, I wouldn't be doing music if I didn't think there was a place for me. Mm. Like, I know there's a place for me, man. Mm. Like, boy, I'm, I can already see it. You know what I'm saying? And... I just feel like, yeah, I, I'm just going to exploit that place for me mm. and I'm going to make the, the, the most of it and I'm really going to use that platform to, to influence the masses mm -hmm. and just do as, as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming from Leeds, you know, coming from Leeds and into, not necessarily into a London 
industry. But, you know, London is like, in quotes, the Mecca, it's seen as the Mecca. Um, how hard has that been, trying to get the attention of, I guess, the, the main players in London? Um, for me, yeah, without blowing my own, my own trumpet, like... Blow it, I'm, man, blow it. Otherwise, who else is going to blow it? <laughs> I know how great I am as an artist, so from the get-go, I was making a lot of... I was, I was getting a lot of people's attention in Leeds from early on in my career. And then very, very quick, I was getting a lot of, a lot of attention from um, people within the industry in London. So I think that's just testament to, to, to my sound, my ability, and what I'm trying to promote and just me as a person. So it hasn't really been that difficult for me um, just because of what I stand for and, and the music I'm putting out and what I represent. Um, however, as a whole, it is more difficult for artists up north to get seen um, within the, the industry, especially as it's more London-based, because there's more opportunities down south because that's the hub that's where everything goes on yeah so it is a, it is more difficult but it's more than achievable man and yeah. that's that shouldn't be anyone's excuse for why they haven't made things happen yeah because in the world we live in right now you could just be in your room wherever you could you could live wherever in your yeah. new room yeah you write a song you record it and you post it on youtube and it can go viral 100%. You don't need you don't need to be in London no more. Yeah, yeah. It's even the it's really I guess the internet's really even the playing field, and and Corona has even even the playing field was lowered, the internet, and then Corona lowered lowered it to say whoever is hungry enough, whoever is determined enough, come through. You know, yeah, come through. Um, tell me about some talent in Leeds who. Who do we need to be, what artists do we need to be looking at and uh, pushing and screaming about? Um, talent in Leeds. Mm. Bunch of talented artists. Bunch of talented artists. I'd just say um, anyone that's locked in right now, go check out the Leeds scene and I would definitely recommend you look at 90s, um, Maya Craig, mm. Thames, Notes, come on. Petrelli, <laughs> North Phase, come on. Who else would I say from Leeds? Jamzy, and um, anyone else that I missed that I'd say still. Trizzy Five Star, and Cole Cole LC. Cole LC, okay. There's a, there's a lot of artists, man. There's a lot of artists, but I definitely say them. Yeah. For me, like, they're, they're the ones making the most noise, man, the most mm -hmm. impact. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, that's <laughs> it. You see, I can't remember everyone. Yeah, I can't true. remember everyone, so I apologise. I missed out. My brother, D5, D5. They got D5. D5. Thousand percent. He he already knows what I think of my man. I just forgot his name, man. Yeah. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's nothing. D5. We love you, bro. Come on, bro. Uh, are these? Uh, would you say these are um, people you would love to bring through? Let's say, for example, you set up your own label. Are these people that you want to then open up the door for as well? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I always say in in any interview now that I've won the rap game and even before. Um, 
I want to be able to bust through those and establish myself within um, or places where that have not been open. Yeah. But artists down in, you know, up north and, and in Leeds. Mm-hmm. And once I get myself through that door, I'm going to bring through all the people that I know are deserving of it, yeah. that are my people and are going to smash it. So that's my goal to put myself through the door and then bring through the rest of the artists that love it, love it, do their thing. Again, big up to everyone that's just joining us. It's twenty-one questions with Graft. Um, he's just really just put us onto some real gems and given us some real, real, real wisdom. Um, I'm going to ask you last kind of topic. I want to look at the rap game in particular, and I wrote this lyric, and I want you to tell me uh, what you think about this lyric. Yeah, mm. honestly, you have to give me your honest, 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 honest opinion, okay? Mm. All right. All these years of preparation, finally meeting opportunity, five years experience the pressure. Five years experience the pressure isn't new to, new you. to me. <laughs> now, I've been on my jizzy with this music because it's non stop. <laughs> I seize the opportunity. I know all I need is one shot. Cover. To dominate the rounds like Fury did to Wilder. Ah. Uh. I can't remember the rest, but yeah, man. <laughs> when when you first came on the rap game and you spat that lyric, it was that snippet alone was used as the trailer, and you know Conan's response was, "It looks like that." What did he say? He said the pressure. The, pre- the pressure is new to you, isn't the it? Pressure... <laughs> what did you think in that moment when he said when in, when he said that? When he said that to me, yeah, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Like I just got shot down, sniper rifle, man down, man down, mayday, mayday. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, I yeah. felt, I felt like, rah, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting judged by people that I look up to mm. within this industry now and I've Deep. made a mistake. So yeah. it was like, rah, yeah. oi. Yeah. Um, what, what, time, sorry, what, 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 what do you think made you forget? those lyrics at that time because that was like the crucial this is like you said this is the first time you're meeting them this is your chance in front of your peers your mm. contestants to say this is graft and what happened in your opinion what happened was i let the pressure get to me mm-hmm. but at the same time my preparation i can say i over prepared in terms of i was practicing all night and i never i never allowed myself to sleep Wow. So because the environment was different and I know I'm in a competition, I've got this big day ahead of me tomorrow. It's the start of the competition. Um, I was still like figuring out the best way for me to prepare mm. and how to attack it. And that's why I messed up on both challenges on episode one, because I was over pre- um, preparing. Jeez. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't giving my brain enough time to even to just... take in my lyrics. I was yeah. up all night practicing practicing and if you go back and watch episode one i lost i lost my voice because i'm just working 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 and not resting wow so it was allowing the pressure to get to me Mm -hmm. and um over preparing wow what made you even apply for the rap game i knew i'd win Have a round of applause in the comment section. That is the comp- that is the the response of the century. I knew I would win. win, and this again it speaks to that 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 self belief and that confidence. You applied because you knew you would win. 
And so even in that hiccup, even in forgetting the lyrics, that wasn't enough, that, that didn't floor you or anything or waver you? Let, I'm going to be honest with you, yeah. When I, when I messed up twice, like, don't get me wrong, I was questioning myself. Yeah. I, I felt very nervous. I was on the phone to my family and my, and my close friends, like, this is not me, man. This is, I, was, I was pissed off. Mm. And I was even questioning if, like, I can do this. That's me being truly honest with you. Mm -hmm. Because it was a new environment, so I was like, rah. <laughs> Boy, I don't know what's going on. I've not messed up like this before <laughs> ever in music. Yeah, um, yeah. But I went on the, the show with the intention to win and believing in myself that I would win. Yeah. So because I wasn't representing myself well enough on episode one, I was like, boy, I need to show everyone, especially Craig Conan and Target, what I'm about. Yeah. And that was my driving force yeah, yeah. to show myself. Tell me, tell me about the... Um... You know, you, you lot had the break because of COVID. Um, in that period of time, what were you personally doing to get ready to come back? What I was doing um, during that time, I was writing a lot of songs, writing a lot of verses. I was doing a lot of features um, for people to keep me on, on the ball. So I was, I was, I was staying... Um, active mentally and especially with my craft because okay. i knew that when i went back onto the rap game that's what we're going to be doing we're mm -hmm. just going to be writing and performing yeah. yeah so i just stayed on top of all of that and um i would just spend in time with the people close to me just to keep my spirits up stay in the right headspace and just make made, made sure i was ready yeah when yeah. we went back and I think when you came back, you came back with such a fire and such a determination that mm. it really made them stand up as well. You know, I know Conan was eating his words over and over because That's you came it. and you said that, you know, and I remember when you did that performance of Leisha mm. and um, you said, That's right. That's right. Because it was you saying, I'm here, you know. I wasn't here just a few moments ago, but I'm here. And I'm here to stay, and I'm here to win. And from that point on, um, you didn't look back. There was a tweet I saw that was so funny. It said, um, from the moment they said, from the moment, <laughs> from the moment they said that you were on the bench, um, that was the last time they laughed. That was the last time they laughed at you. Because from that time, you were just like, Bam, 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 you killed it. Um, what, was, what was your personal favourite moment? My personal favourite moment was, would be the orchestra. Yeah, someone, Coco Curve wrote, the best part of the show was walk away and I come right back. <laughs> Large up Coco Curve, man. <laughs> yeah, um, the reason why that was the best part of the show for me was... The surprise, we never knew we were going to be performing in front of a live orchestra. True, yeah, yeah. The guest mentor, Wretch. they got somebody, Wretch. Somebody I idolise and I've, I've, I look up to. Listen to all of, all of his music, all of his albums. And then for my performance to go the way it did <laughs> and, and have that impact in the moment, but then online as well, mm -hmm. that kind of like 
confirmed like that was that was a standout moment for me mm -hmm. mm. so were you able to were you able to perform it and then that night be able to see what was happening online just go as in on your phone or anything no so what I, obviously we, we the episodes are pre-recorded mm -hmm. so we i did the orchestra challenge like months ago wow yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying so okay yeah i seen the 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 reaction live in person of all the guys there yeah and that was that was crazy and yeah. then to see um the reaction that social media had it was like rah <laughs> yeah so that was that was big that was a moment man that was a moment um what was the toughest parts for you the toughest part for me mm. messing up early on okay. that was very tough because I wanted to start strong. Ah, okay. I went in there with the intention, like, I'm just going to smash this from start to finish. Yeah. And because I never started as strong as I would have hoped, um, it kind of set me back. It took me back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of time to reflect mm -hmm. and made sure I just come back strong and adapted yeah. to the environment. I'd say that was one of the toughest parts. But then one other thing I'd say, yeah, was um, living in the penthouse with five other um, <laughs> artists. Yeah, yeah. That, that was tough Can at imagine. times. Yeah. But that was tough because obviously everybody wants to win. There's a lot of egos, different <laughs> personalities. And all of us guys, we've all got great relationships. I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the oh. penthouse with them. Good. And I want to work with them all. But because we always aiming to win, it can get a bit heated at times. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think dealing with everyone's personalities, that was um, something new. That was a test. Yeah. Do you know the funniest thing? Even though for you, you didn't start strong, mm. it really worked for your story. Yeah. Because in those few mess-ups, it almost humbled you and you were able to start from the ground up. Now, when you went to ground zero, we all joined you at ground zero because of Conan's comment. And we were like, oh, Conan, I love it. So when you began to rise, we, we literally rose with you. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were ending the last episodes, and you know, my, me and my wife, should I say, we were just like, oh, we won't have to win because we, you took us on a journey. It's weird, everybody was there. But there was a certain journey that you were on that we wanted to see that comment. <laughs> it's almost like we all wanted to see Conan swallow that comment. So even when you did it in the video and you had the t-shirt and everything, and we saw Conan's face, we were like, ha, Conan C, killed the video. What are you going to say now? So sometimes, you know, those low moments are actually the building blocks for an amazing win. And, and, and it was for you in that case, 100%. Um, all right, fast forward, a few more questions. Um, are we gonna get any merch? I'm on the pitch, we want some I'm on the pitch merch. When is that coming? <laughs> Guys, if you, if you want I'm on the pitch merch, just in the comment section write, I'm on the pitch, if you I'm want that merch. Pitch, man. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got the merch on the t-shirt, I, I got it on now to be fair. Oh, come on, give us, let's see, let's see, let's see. Nah, man, don't worry, man, it's coming, man, it's coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> all I can say, if you're locked in right now, yeah, yeah. I've got the merch for you. Awesome. It's coming. Awesome. It's Make coming. sure you're following Grafts for that release. Uh, we want to see that, man, because that is it's legendary. Coming, Christmas <laughs> Christmas presents. I got I got the Christmas presents ready for everyone. And we're ready. We're ready. We, we, we love it. Um, I want you to fast forward me to On The Roof. And you're standing before them. Mm. What is going through your mind? As he's called you forward, he called you free forward, what was going through your mind? Going through my mind at the time, right? Based on that night, there was like a roller coaster of emotions for me. Um, obviously, performance went amazingly well with Kenny and then listening back to it mm. on the radio, I was very annoyed. And we saw it. And exactly. <laughs> I clearly expressed that. So that was like from high to low. Yeah. And then other things happened in, the, in that same night off camera. Um, what happened then, off camera? Ah. <laughs> Remember, you got one pass card. So if you want to use that pass card, you can. Yeah, so. I'm going to pass that quick. All right, all right. Pass, pass. And then, um, what else, what else? And then we were filming, we were filming until about 5 a.m. that yeah, night. Yeah, it looked cold. It looked cold, so cold. Cold, cold, cold. And it was dark as well. Mm. Um, so we're up on that rooftop and everyone's tired. Mm. There's been a mixture of emotions and events. Mm. So when they've called me out, if I'm being honest, I already knew I was going to be in top three from the way that I'd performed throughout the competition. Yeah. I was already sure of that. So that just confirmed to me I was right when they called out my, uh, me in the top three. And then for the winner, I knew, I felt like it was, it was out of me and Zones, in my opinion, in my opinion. And um, I just didn't know what to expect, man. Wow. I didn't know what to expect because all of us are great artists. Everyone smashed the challenges. The final was amazing for mm. everyone, so I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, that's interesting because the confidence that carried you all the way through the program, at the moment where it would have been the, at the highest and the mm. surest, it wasn't there. And no. but but that just speaks to your you being human and mm. you being a vulnerable a human person who you will have your strengths and you will have your days of extreme confidence. But there's going to be moments where you're just like, I, just, I don't know. But that makes, I think that makes people root for you and love you more. Because yeah. those two work, you know, they work so together. Yeah. Tell me about then when you were, when your name came out of Conan's mouth, what emotions were coming through your mind? I think when, when Conan called out my name, right, I was still trying to process it. I was like, that's why I was like, thank you, thank you, because I kind of had to force some words out. I, I didn't even know what to say. Yeah. I was just like, thank you, just so it looked like I, I was given a response of why as I would have stood there just silent, like, wow, <laughs> trying to process it. Um, so, yeah, man, it was just crazy, crazy. Man. It just felt like, yeah, this is the moment we've all been, been working towards the yeah. final, finding out who wins. And then to find out it was me, it was just like, this is amazing, man. Mm. Crazy times. What made you end up crying? Because that moment, in, that specific moment when you were crying and you were saying how much it meant to you, I was fighting back tears. I was thinking, 
you know, I think everybody stepped in your shoes for a moment and it was like, wow, this thing meant so much to him. And now it's been given to him. Like it was, it was a beautiful moment for everyone because we were like, what you were fighting for, you had got it. What was making those tears come down? Um, I feel like for me, yeah, even crying, I, that was very unexpected for me. I'm not a person that usually cries, to be mm. fair. And um, I feel like it was just a lot of emotions throughout the entirety of the competition. Um, even even just that night, like I was saying, there was a roller coaster of emotions for yeah. me. And everything that I've thought about from a young boy, everything I've dreamed about, that moment, being in that moment, I could mm. feel like this was the start of something great. So I just felt very like blessed to know that things are coming together slowly but surely. Yeah, 100%, 100%. When you won that, and uh, again, it's pre-recorded, you were sitting on a big, bad bit of information, big boy, bad boy information of yeah. winning it. And then you released that video of your mom and your family. Mm. How, did you, how did you keep that secret? Because that is, especially with the relationship you have with your mum, that's like the first, you run to her mum. How did you keep that secret? For me, yeah, there was a couple of times when I nearly, I nearly slipped up yeah. in front of my mum. <laughs> there was a time I more or less slipped up, to be fair, but I just had to like double back on what I yeah. said and, and, and try to go around it. <laughs> But the reason why I didn't want to tell my mom was because I wanted her to be in the moment when watching the final and be in suspense. Mm -hmm. Just like I was when I was on the rooftop. Mm -hmm. I wanted everyone else to feel them, them yeah. same emotions. Um, but how did I keep it to myself? Yeah, just for that reason. I just wanted them to enjoy it, mm. watching it in the moment. Because mm. yeah. if I told everyone, they wouldn't have had those reactions. True. That's so true, that's so true. What did your mum say to you when she did find out? My mum was like, I knew you won. I already knew you won. <laughs> she was just proud, man. Proper, oh. proper proud. Yeah, that's beautiful. What was your, DM like, your DMs like after that? Boy, my DMs since last Thursday are still, I'm still getting messages today. Wow. Like there's, there's hundreds of messages in there. I can't, I don't know when I'm going to get through them, mm. but I just appreciate all the love from everybody, mm. all the comments, the support. I just appreciate each and every single one yeah. of you guys that just show me love and, and that have believed in me, man. So mm. big love to you all for that. And I'm yeah. going to try to get through all the messages at <laughs> yeah. some point. Yeah. Was there one that really not shocked you, but in terms of the person of who it was, we were like, wow. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect to get a message from you or, or I didn't, you know, someone, maybe it was a celebrity or somebody um, quite well known. In the industry. Um, I feel like I've got a few of them. Um, for instance, like Rich mm. vouching for me to win. He wanted me to win. Mm. Um, Potter Paper was speaking to Potter. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. And obviously he's like, he's in my, my top three, top five artists. Hundred, hundred. Like, easy. Um, so he was, he was, he was hailing me up in the DM, like yes. proper vouching for me. Um, 
Young Philly. <laughs> we got Young Philly. Yeah, just like all of these these artists, man, like that I've been watching for years, doing their thing, now showing me the support and and congratulating me. Yeah. Um. So they were some standout moments, nice. man. And finally, I just want to ask, um, what what type of legacy does Graft want to leave in not just in music but in life in general? What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? The legacy that I'd like to leave behind um, is definitely creating timeless music. Timeless music that resonates with everyone from different walks of life mm. through any type of situation. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I want to be able to produce and release music that um, has a message in it has a level of substance and and just like yeah substance to the point where it's timeless it can relate to every every time in your life really yeah, yeah. and it lives on to the point where after i'm gone my music is still relevant yeah, yeah. and it still holds just as much weight mm -hmm. so timeless music but at the same time I want to influence the masses in the right way. Yeah. I want to be able to be known as an inspiration. And I know that sounds cliche, but what I mean by that is literally just away from my music. I want just my whole persona to inspire others in the right way to motivate them, mm -hmm. to help change people's lives, to influence the way people think and just to really leave a mark on this earth yeah. and for my kids to mm. even follow yeah. my footsteps as well, man. Love that, man. So, um, can we have a round of applause, please, in the comment section for Graft, man? Round of applause, please. You've been open, vulnerable, empowering and inspiring. And I think what you want to, what you want to leave in your legacy, just know that you do it without thinking. You just mm. you just do it naturally, so it will mm. never it will never ever have to be an intentional thing, because just in this conversation you've done that you know and we are, we we love it. Um, I'm going to give you some flowers, you know. Big up, uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, give, give the flowers before before. I yes, that. treasures. Big up treasures one hundred. He said, "You are a goat. Everyone needs to give you your flowers now, not later." And I saw a tweet and I thought, wow, this really, this really embodied how a lot of people were feeling about you. So I'm going to read this tweet. It's by Hamza. Big up Hamza. She's a uh, singer-songwriter in the UK at the moment. Um, she says, seeing Graf get, got me emotional at the end and it really solidified how much I'm rooting for him. He bodied the competition and kept his integrity and he showed he's ready for the industry, ready to, to adapt and can be versatile, star boy. That's what she said. <laughs> and someone said, "Big up Sag the that Sag the Solomon said, Sag, Nah, Sag, man, Sag the Solomon, Sag the Solomon. You know, yeah, yeah, I know that." He said, "Nah, man, I'm so happy for Graf. Honestly, it's like I've achieved something too. And I think That's for awesome. I think for a lot of us, um, you really walked. We walked in your shoes in such a weird way. You walked in our shoes." as you went from the highs and the lows and were able to um, triumph in the end. 
So I really want to thank you for your time today, bro. And I appreciate you. You've got a thousand emails hitting you, a thousand DMs. Um, but you took mine and was able to have this conversation. Uh, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I've got a few questions here just before we go from people. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. There's, here's one from YN Music. What was your first and last feeling of the rap game? What was your first and last feeling of the rap game? Um, my first feeling joining the, uh, the rap game was it's like excited nerves. <laughs> I was very nervous, very yeah. nervous, um, but very excited at the same time. Um, and then my last feeling, you know, on the, on the rooftop, I was in suspense. <laughs> I felt quite empty, to be fair. Wow. Um, em empty in a way where I never knew what was to come. Wow, okay. I felt okay. like I was on a cliffhanger. I was like, what's next? What's, what's the result going to be? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, from, from nerves to just being in suspense. Suspense. Love that. Uh, next question is from Jesse123. If football now offered you a career, would you take it? Starting no. for Leeds. <laughs> no. You, you, didn't even, you didn't even read the whole question. The graph was like, nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Music is my calling, man. That's why I'm here now. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's things that you can do well, and then there's things that are just your calling. And, and you've got to listen to those callings 100%. Um, let's see, I've got another. Dream collab for 2021. Odd Goats. Jeez, my guy, Odd Goats, my brother. Um, dream collab for 2021. Let's be realistic. Um, I'd love to work with Santan. I'd love to work with Dave. That would be amazing. That would yeah. sound... Whew, that would sound amazing. Yeah. Make that happen, Graph. Make that happen. I'll try. Tell Kreps, tell all of them, <laughs> connect those dots and make that happen because that is something yeah. we'd love to hear. Um, let's see. Thank you, please. Um, big up Ria Shilly. She just said, um, how are you, Graph? Um, how has it all been? Congratulations. How? What? Congratulations. You are great. Uh, so she wants to just know, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, soaking in the moment yeah. and enjoying everything. Um, thank you for the congratulations. Love for all the support. Mm. Um, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate everyone that's supporting me, man. And that's something I, want, I forgot to say, but I wanted to... A lot of people talk about... Uh, a lot of people talk about not being in the moment years on. They talk about not being in the moment. Yeah, you know, so much was happening. I really wasn't, I didn't really know how impactful I was or the greatness that was happening at the time. And I just want to encourage you to soak it in. Soak it in. Like, the win, you know, anything you can, archive it. Print it off. Because these are things that you give your children. These are things that physically you can say, I remember when this happened. Their videos, everything. Get an iCloud account, chuck them in there and just soak it in because it is sometimes the case the flowers come at the funeral. But I want you to really, you know, go through your tweets, go through your messages. One day, put your phone on flat mode, go through all those DMs 
and the love absorb that because sometimes this industry it turns and when it turns it when it turns on people it turns on a negative way and you forget all the love that one negative comment is the one you focus on but all the positivity you forget it so yeah, yeah really really soak it in um what oh i like this one by coco oh this is a name cookie cook less cookie cook less <laughs> what do you tell yourself in moments of self-doubt to get out of that what do you tell yourself in moments of self-doubt to get out of that i tell myself that i'm going to do it mm. because everyone feels that self-doubt in in all types of different scenarios um but what i tell myself in fact i have a feeling of knowing i'm going to overcome it mm. i have to believe that i'm going to overcome the self-doubt and overcome the challenge or what's presented um to me because if i don't i'm gonna crumble mm. so i have the feeling of knowing i'm going to overcome it mm. and just just having that belief within myself helps me to overcome the self-doubt yeah. you have to know you're gonna do it even when you feel like you're not right yeah exactly and that little voices in your head or whatever or the feeling you have to still believe you're gonna go out there and smash it yeah yeah uh another question here is um oh this is interesting if you join if you could join the competition again we got xy long genesis if you could join the competition again is there anything you would have changed so in terms of maybe the lyrics you did, songs, uh, the way you performed, what you wore, is there anything you would change? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I think I gave, I gave my, my all into every challenge. Um, mm. I stuck to what my truth was mm. and what my truth is. And I enjoyed every moment and my journey on the rap game went exactly mm. how it was meant to go. Yeah. 100 percent um i saw es es.finesse that was a good question what was your favorite artist of last year's rap game my favorite artist of last year's rap game was foss okay okay yeah yeah would you do any would you do a song with him i've done a song with foss oh yeah okay let's go and yeah, check that out yeah. it's on his um back-to-back mixtape okay Big up Jenna Belinsky. Leeds are proud. Els big up. Oh one one three. Do you feel that oh, Leeds love? Oh double one three, man. Oh double Leeds one. Leeds on the map. Leeds City. <laughs> Look at I me. Did oh, one, say one, I'm I did say I'm bringing the win back to Leeds. You did. You it's did. Coming home. It's it's been brought home to its rightful owner. Leeds graft large up everyone from Leeds West Yorkshire man double one three pick up double one three uh Pippa Van Van Wees who would you want to win if you didn't um if I didn't win I thought Zones would have won okay is that who you wanted to win um I never really I, I wanted myself to win <laughs> I, I wanted to win um I didn't, I didn't want anyone else to win. <laughs> like, I'm not in there to, to yeah. want somebody else to win. But if I yeah. didn't win, I would have been over the moon for, for whoever won. But I, I thought if I don't win, then Zones will win. Yeah. 
Uh, big up Benito Wellogwembe. I hope I said it right. What other hidden talents or passions do you have other than football and rapping? Um, I'm a very good listener. And I don't know if that's a talent. I think, to, you know, tell a lie. I think it is not many, a lot of people speak opposed to listening well. Some people actually just listen to respond, but some people don't listen enough mm -hmm. to actually understand what somebody's saying. Yeah. Um, it's a skill, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so I say, listening, I'm very good at, but also um, giving advice. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at giving advice too. Would you ever be someone like, would you ever go into the role of like a therapist or a counsellor? Yeah, I used to think that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to study psychology um, oh. after high school before I got signed for Leeds. Okay. I wanted to study psychology and um, have my own firm. <laughs> I'm a psychologist firm, but um, yeah, man. Okay. I think, yeah. All right, last one I'm going to do is Dizzy, Dizzy Artist. What advice would you give to an artist first starting out like myself? The advice I give to artists starting out, you need to be consistent in your releases. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of artists say, oh, why am I not getting myself out there? And you put one song out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere with just having one song. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you need to be consistent in your releases but make sure the releases are quality. Yeah. Not just mediocre, it needs to be consistent quality music. Um, also plan, don't rush anything. Mm -hmm. Have a plan, speak to your friends and your people, plan how you want to release things, promote it well, get your friends and family to promote it. So more people see it, especially yeah. when you're just starting off. And um, stay true to yourself, stay true to your message and what you want to promote. It's very easy to be swayed mm -hmm. in, in this industry and do things that's current or the wave. Yeah, 100%. Waves always pass. <laughs> well, we're going to end it here. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. There were some very uh, insightful questions, and I just like how they fed back into the conversation. Um, but, Graf, I, from my heart, I really want to say thank you. I want to say well done. I want to say that we're rooting for you way beyond this. I thank you for your mindset and how it empowers and how it inspires people. I want to thank you that you're different. And just as you gave that advice, that, you know, really stick to that identity and really embed that identity because it is representing so many other people who want to come into the game or whatever field they are and be different. Mm. They, who want to go against the grain and say that, you know what, there's a way out. And they want to point that sign and say, this is the way out. Um, so I want to commend you on that. And on our side here with the sit down, anything that you're doing, just pass it our way and we'll shout about it. We're here to support you. Um, and we're here to just make noise about graft, man. So thank you again for the opportunity. And uh, we just wish you all the best, man. And when you get those t-shirts out, send one. Come on, man. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. But, bro, I just want to thank you for having me on. And um, the, the love that you, you've been giving, man, like, the, it's genuine. And that's why I'm yeah. on it, because I could feel that the love was genuine. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
thank you very much for your time and the interview no today, man. No worries, bro. No worries. Love. All the best, man. Same to Take you, care. Bro. Same to you, man. Love everyone, yeah. Love for joining. Yeah. Damn. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for 21 questions, man. Um, again, if this is your first time joining us, leave a comment in the comment section how you found it. Um, if it's your first time, we really, really recommend jump on the link in the bio. Um, we've got so many other interviews that may interest you. We've, uh, we have Zizi Knowles, we've had William Madawasi, Irene Agrotine. Um, click the link in the bio, check it out. Make sure you follow the sit down for more interviews. We have an interview tomorrow with No Signal Radio, a massive uh, base that has started up over this COVID period. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, man. We loved having you. Thank you for all your questions, for all your viewing. And um, yeah, make sure you check us out if you haven't already. I got to go, but uh, peace. I'll see you tomorrow here, back here, Thursday, 9 p.m. See you. Take care.